Hello everyone, welcome back to Milan Madness. This uh, video is more on a serious matter that I feel we should address in this country as we speak because it's just about time that we get to the bottom of the, and the root of this problem. I've been called many things. Missionary, conservative, mercenary, and freedom fighter. Which describes me. I am not a typical freedom fighter. I do not believe that we should not have a government. I believe that is right. We, that the government, yes, we should have it. However, it appears to me that the government of the United States of America is not the government our founding fathers started off to be. I know what I'm saying here is me looking down a loaded gun. However, we have to address this matter. And if I do end up getting killed because of what I say, at least I know where I'm going. At least I know where I go. The government's there. Not to mention, I will inspire others, other people, other families. To stand up for their freedom and rights. First off, we'll start with the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, the government has changed the Pledge of Allegiance greatly. I'm not even sure they still teach the Pledge of Allegiance, but it goes like this. Now, the false Pledge of Allegiance goes like this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And truth to the Republic, for which it stands, one nation under all indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That is not the Pledge of Allegiance. Not the real one. The first Pledge of Allegiance went like this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which stands one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <clears throat> Goes to show, you can say you're an atheist, you can say, I do not believe there is a God, but that doesn't matter. Because we are all under God. This country is under God. For he is the one and true thing that we should fear, not the government. Two, the government taxes us. Now, I can understand, yes, property taxes. You know, someone has to pay for that. But they tax us for living in the country. Which you might as well just say, the government is taxing us for existing. Now, all governments tax you for existing, which I think is folly. Which is just another way of saying false. We should not be taxed for existing. Taxing us for what we for what we do, such as find a home to live in and food to eat, or buying stuff at the store, yes. But taxing us for existing, that is not right. In fact, the government, in my belief, would rather see you die than you not pay your taxes. They get mad when you pass food out to the homeless people.
I say if it's my food I paid for, then you can't stop me because that is my choice and my money. The government has too much power. And that's why I'm a conservative, a mercenary, and a freedom fighter. <clears throat> Two. To continue this, they are also revel rousers. This racism got a lot worse when Barack Obama entered the White House. He orchestrated a lot of this. And Joe Biden, the false president who cheated his way to become the president. But I will say this, and I hope they hear me now. He is not my president. Joe Biden will not be considered my president. I do not see him as a president. I see him as a corrupt soul who needs God. But judging by the way he is, I think he'll be one of the people who will burn in the fiery pits of hell. Because his soul, no soul is beyond saving, but if any soul was, he would be on that list. Now, is it possible for him to be saved? Yes, of course it is. Adolf Hitler could have been saved. But will he be saved? The chances are past pretty much. Most likely not. He also cannot speak without help. I don't like using the word retarded because that's a false word. But he is a truly retarded president. Or man who likes to play president. He is no more than a puppet doing the dirty work of, of people who are smarter and brighter than him that are using his power to get their way. And I will not stand for this injustice. I will not stand for my people who, from this moment forth and even before that, I swear to protect and defend in the name of the defenders of the Lilac System and Warriors. I will not stand for my people my country, which I love, to be turned into some sort of slaver empire. There will be a day where they will go too far and that they will try to start taking away our guns and our rights. If that does happen, I will not stay in America. I will move to Canada or England. And if trouble follows me there, I will stand up for my rights and my freedoms. I know the Constitution. I know the Second Amendment. I know what my rights are and what I deserve in this country for being a human being. And also, I know what all the basic human rights are. There's 30 of them. I will not go through them in this video. But I have a right to be free, freedom of speech, freedom of thought. These are my thoughts and this is my, my speech. If I'm struck down for this, then the government is breaking the Constitution. 
which if I'm gonna say, they might just go ahead and kill me anyway for talking like this because they already broke the, they already broke it. Every single part of the Constitution they have broke. I shudder to think how the Founding Fathers must feel in this day. They are looking down or even up if they're in hell and they're rolling over in their graves as we speak. Because of what the government has done to us. For what they're doing. You cannot pray in school. I'll pray in school if I want to and they can't stop me. Because I will not be silenced. I will not be silent. Most of my videos that will come out will be just stories. But this is serious. They're trying to tell you that the gays are right and being straight is not. That is false. If you are a firm believer in God, look in the Bible. Jesus says himself, a man should be with woman and a woman should man. When God made the Garden of Eden, God did not say, here's Adam 1 and Adam 2. No. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. So God put Adam into a deep sleep and from his rib made woman. Read Genesis. In the first book of Genesis. Well, the first story in Genesis, I guess. God made the heavens, the earth, the birds, the fish. He separated the skies and waters. He made light. Not in that order, but you get what I'm saying. He made man. And it said that God gave man government over all the animals. And he said it was good. But then he said it's not good for man to be alone. So he made man fall into a deep sleep. Took man's rib. And from that rib made a woman. Not God took Ripped from man and made another man. He made a woman for the man. Look at the animals. Male and female cat make cat. Male and female dog make dog. Male and female wolves make wolves. Male and female lions make lions. Male and female turtles make turtles. Why cannot man and man make a child? Because man was not meant to be with man. Why can't woman and woman make child? Because woman and woman cannot bear children. It takes a man and a woman to become one to make a child. Because that's the way it was meant to be. Now, I understand why some men and women prefer the, the same gender. Man can be, well, a donkey's rear end. And a woman can be the same. A man can be a donkey's rear end and a woman can be a female dog, to put it in the terms that 
this world would put ads. I don't want to say it that way, but that's the way the world would say it, and I will not stoop to say the words. I'll put it in that manner, even though I would never say that to a woman. Think it sometimes, yes. I dated a woman like that. My first date. Who dated 30 other guys at the same time without me knowing. She was what you would call a female dog. But I refrain from thinking of her that way. I think of her as a lost soul that needs to be saved. That's it. The world would think of her as a female dog. I would see her as a woman that needs to be saved. Because obviously she's not right with the Lord. And that makes my heart sorrow for her. But we're not here to talk about girls and relationships. We're here to talk about how twisted the world is. And how and who will stand up for their rights. There are three, if not four, that will stand for their rights. The defenders of the lilac system. A group of freedom fighters and mercenaries who are ready to stand tall and fight for their freedom should this country try to take away the freedoms that is rightfully theirs. The warriors, ready to stand tall and teach survival skills and provide for the defenders of Lilac and also defend the country if the fight comes to them. Tree Hollow Law Enforcement. A ragtag bunch of people, some ex-cops, some normal people, and some security guards that are ready to stand as law enforcement for that time should it come. I'm a member of all three. I mainly am just a leader of the Defenders of the Lilac system and the Warriors. And I also lead the, the uh, True Hollow Law Enforcement Agency. PD, if you want to. Got it. True Hollow PD. I'm the sheriff of the True Hollow PD. We give these names, that way they people do not mistake us for the legal law enforcement agencies. But to show that we will stand tall... And do so if we must, because we will not watch our people suffer. The reason why we do this isn't because we do not. It's not because we hate the government. The government has a place to play, a part to play, and we do respect that. But they are abusing their power. As of right now, things are not bad enough where we will take a stand yet. Yet! But should they continue doing this, and if martial law should be put into play, there will be a lot of gunfire. There will be a civil war that will break loose. And I guarantee you, the warriors won't be willing to stop. Starts at Texas will. 
and I will stand along with the Texans. Along with any state that wants to be free, I will stand with them. And should Texas not stand or any other country stand or any other state stand, then I will leave this country and I will go to Canada or England. Granted, Canada is has a lot more laws than we do here. But they're a lot friendlier and it's one of the safest places to live. England is one of the safest places to live. I might even go to Taiwan because that's a safe place to live. That's number one on the safest places to live. And number one on the most friendly countries. But Canada. Canada, Taiwan, or England. Those are the places I would go should this country go down that path. I know a lot of people say, well, no other country is as free as this one. That may be true. But if martial law takes over, then it will be a slave country. And I will not stand for a slave country. I will not watch my people suffer and I will not be silent. I love my people like I love my fans. I love my country like I love my family. And I love my life. But I love my people, my country, my family more. I am one voice crying out. Bidding all of you to stand up for what you believe in. I'm not trying to start a war. I'm trying to start a movement. The Black Lives have a movement. Let me start a movement. Apart from the Defenders of Lilac, Tree Hollow PD, and the Warriors, there is a Lives Matter I must start. All lives matter. Red, yellow, black, and white. Let me sing you a song I learned, alright? And this is true. And this is, we are supposed to be as Christ, which is Jesus, and how he acted and how he loved. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves all the little children of the world. Why stop there, I say. We should love everybody, every nationality in the world. Red and yellow, black and white, people are precious in my sight. We should love all the people of the world. The fact is, black lives aren't the only ones that matter. White lives aren't the only one that matters. Red lives aren't the only ones that matters. All life matters. When I look at a black person, I'm white myself, I look in the mirror or at white people or any color people, even if someone's color on them is blue, we'll just say that, make your mind, alright, we'll be like that, alright? You know what I see when I look into someone's eyes? When I look at them? 
I see someone who's made in God's image. That has a face. Has eyes. Eyebrows. Nose. Lips. Teeth. Tongue. A chin. Ears. Some that have hair and some that don't. That doesn't matter. Why do we persecute one side of our people? Because their skin's a different color? Okay, so their skin's a different color. What else is different about them? Tell me. What else is different? They're a different color. Okay, what else? What else is so wrong? If they were white, if they were red, if they were black or... Alright, then tell me. If they were that color, would you still hate them? Or do you just not like them? And think they're so different? Just because their skin's a little darker color. If our skin was darker, if we got a suntan, our skin gets darker. Right? I got sunburned one time and people thought I was Native American for a long time because my skin was red. I was treated differently. Then when my skin became white, I was treated nicer. Skin color doesn't matter. It's, they can't help it. There's nothing wrong with that. Skin color doesn't matter. The blacks hate the whites. The whites hate the blacks. It's just going to hate on one side. Responded with hate from the other side will just make more hate. I didn't. I don't agree with all of Muhammad Gandhi's thoughts, but I do agree with him in some aspects. Responding with, responding to violence, with violence makes more violence. An eye for an eye makes the world blind. Which, which he meant by that is, if you get revenge for more revenge, if you get vengeance on people for something they did wrong to you, so vengeance for vengeance, it's an unending circle, and then rights and wrongs will be blind to you. <clears throat> Can we not just show love to each other? I don't mean love as in like making out or sleeping to get with people in bed. I mean, we're, we're all related. We all came from Adam and Eve. We're all cousins. Would you kill your own cousin for no reason? This country is on a highway to hell. But we can still save it. The world is what we create. If whites learn to love the blacks, and the blacks learn to love whites, if all skin color thinks the way I do and love their country enough to st stand tall and prepare to fight to protect it and its people, and if we can learn to get along with each other, this country will get better. It's still not too late. 
We still have a chance. We still have a chance to save our country. It is not too late. It's not too late. And some of you that don't live in this country may be thinking, what can I do? What can I do to save my country? What can I do to help you save your country? Do what I say in your country to save your own country. And if you have stories to tell on Anchor, every once a blue moon, make a story like this to get your voice out there to help people join the cause and hope it makes a difference. In fact, if anyone's out there who's listening to this that has a podcast of their own, Please repeat everything I say and post it. Record this video if you must and post it. I'm not doing this video for views. I'm doing it because I love my country. I love my fans. I love my people and I love everything there is. I love freedom. So yes, in a way, I am a freedom fighter i am a mercenary but i have a moral code too do not kill unless absolutely without a doubt the last resort in self-defense only your first act is to show love for people there was a homeless man one time he was sitting down and he was sad and angry at the world. I sat down for a few hours and talked to him. He was on drugs, but why did Jesus come to the world? To save the sick? Who needs the doctor more, the sick or the healthy? That man needed the doctor, a preacher. That would try to talk to salvation to the sinners. I don't know where he's at now, but I hope he found peace. And I hope he found the truth. Because Jesus is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The beginning and the end. The Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. We should treat each other like Jesus would treat others. This is the last thing I will say until I am done. What would you rather have? A country that's a slave country or a country that is freedom? Would you rather have a country where the president and the government make slaves of the people? Or would you rather live in a country that is prosperous, loves its people, and gives them freedom and rights? The reason why I am ready to take a stand is not because I have nothing to live for. It's because if we do not take a stand and show that we deserve to be free, in a peaceful manner, that our children 
and our children's children, and so on and so forth, will be forced to live under evil that I myself cannot very well imagine. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? Our people are suffering. They may not show it, but they are inside their hearts. And this isn't right. I love my people. I said it once, I love you all. And if you're listening, I love you too. And the people who stick with me and listen to this stuff, I love them too. He died for more problems, alright? Me and him had a few disagreements and a few fights in the past. But we forgave each other for what we said and what we done. We cast each other's sins, like God would, as far as east from the west, unending. We still talk about it, yes, but we talk about it to help each other through it. To show that, yes, it's wrong for some things we do, but we understand each other. We love each other deeply. Why can't we love everyone as we love ourselves? This is what I'm trying to get across. Stand up for your rights and freedoms. Do not make people rule over your lives and stay silent because you fear what they may try to do. Do not just look away and turn a blind eye to what happens in our country. Stand up for what you believe in and worship God. Turn back to the Lord. Turn to Jesus. Turn to God. Jehovah. Jesus Christ. Turn to the God. The one true God. Voice your concerns. Cry out, Lord, help this country. Help it get better. Give us a better government. Give us a leader, Lord. Help us. Show us the way. Cry out to the Lord. The Lord is freedom. He is the truth. Lord, Jesus Christ can set us free. We can do it if we just trust in the Lord to guide us. Trust in the Lord to lead us. Pray to the Lord. My God, my God, do not forsake our people. Do not forsake your children. Help our country get better, Lord. Lead us. Find a God-fearing leader to lead our country, please. That's what we should be crying out. Not, if I die for so before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to keep and take. Amen. No. Well, yes, that too. But, Lord Jesus, if I'm to die before I wake, I pray you take my soul and keep it close. But if, if I awaken, and even if I die, help the country. Do not forsaken me. Do not forsaken 
your chosen people. Do not forsake us, Lord. Please guide us. Please give us a God-fearing ruler to lead us, to show us the way. Find, do not leave your sheep here alone. Find someone that will lead your sheep. Lead this country and make it great again in the way you designed it. Show us the way. Give us a leader. Free us from these evil rulers and give us God-fearing Christian people to lead the country into a better and greater country. You're probably wondering, what am I trying to say next? What am I going to say next to make this longer? The answer is nothing. There is one last thing. And this is something I cannot do. It's your turn. Make a choice. It's your choice from here on out. You can either tremble in fear of what the government may do and say, you know what? Screw God. Screw freedom. I don't want it. I don't care. Just screw the whole thing. Or you could do this. Hear my message. Hear what I'm trying to say. And shout out to God. God, help me free this country. Show us the way. Give us a God-fearing leader. Give us a God-fearing government to lead us into a better country and turn our eyes back to you. You can say, screw our government. Screw people who see differently and hate us. Forget the gays. Forget the lesbians. Shut Preach love to them. Preach love to everyone. Show them that God still loves them. God still cares. God still wants them to be his forever. God wants them to be his children. God loves them. He'll see them. God will see them coming. If they are saved before they die or before the end of time, God will see them. God will see them walking towards that gate. He will get down from the, his palace. He will run out those gates with open arms and say, My sons, my daughters, welcome home. Welcome. I love you. I'm glad you are here. I love you so much. I love it that you are here. I am glad you made the right choice. And he will weep. He will weep for the people that had the choice, that had the reason, that knew him, that died and did not accept him and went to hell. He will weep and sorrow and grieve for them for eternity. God celebrates the lost souls that come to him more than a thousand righteous. Because the lost souls need him more than righteous. Righteous who trust in God and ask him to go into his, their heart as a Lord and Savior. He rejoices for them. He rejoices that they made the choice, but he rejoices those for those who hated him and then turned their life towards him. No one likes a liar. If you don't believe in God, if you 
Reject God. You're making the worst liar happy. I heard it like this one time. The sin is a jail cell. But the jail cell is warm, happy, and comfy, and, and la-di-da-da, and the door is wide open. There's no keys, no lock on the door. Well, there's a lock, but it's wide open. It will not close. You can leave whenever you want. That's life. But one day, that door will, will cling shut. And the jail cell will be creepy, scary, haunted almost. And you would want nothing more than to leave. But the door clings shut and it's locked. And you cannot walk out because the door will never open again. And that's death for lost souls. There's a highway to hell and heaven alike. More people go to the highway to hell than heaven. There is a group of millions of people walking down the road of life and sin. This man named Henry grew up like everyone else, but did not care about the Lord. His family did, though, and they went down the straight and narrow path. They followed the path of salvation, and a man said to Henry, do not fret for your family. You still have 10 years left. Two years later, a cliff opened up. And everyone on that road that did not follow Jesus fell. And Henry said to the man, You said I have two years left, I mean 10 years left. The man took off his face, and he saw Lucifer Morning Star's face, and he said, I lied. You are, your soul is forever now mine, Henry. And he was tormented by demons and cried out, but the Lord cannot hear the cries in hell. He blocked those cries out. He still loves them and still cares for them, but he will not rescue them. He will not give them water. They mash their teeth and cry to God, and God does not help them because they had their chance and they wasted it. I am a sinner. All of us are sinners. I'll name some of my sins out. I cuss. Sometimes, and sometimes it's really bad because I'm a sinner and my anger gets a hold of me and I need to ask God, Lord, forgive me, help me through this, and sometimes I don't. And that greatly fears my heart. I'm a man, so yes, I even have lust, but that's something I do not let get in my way. i forsaken that sin because it's wrong. Now I need to do what I do with lust to swearing. Get rid of it. I need to cast that out of my life. And in that emptiness that, that took, fill it up with the righteous glory of God. 
Almighty. Because He is the one that can save my soul. He is the one that can set that part of me free. He's the one I need to turn to because He will forgive me. It is He knows what is wrong, and I'm not trying to justify this at all. Because I cannot justify it. But if I pray for God to forgive me for that sin, yes, God forgives you, but you have to ask for forgiveness. You cannot justify your sin. God can. You Catholics out there, I love I love the Catholics. Sometimes I think they're even more religious and more willing than the Baptists. And I'm a Baptist myself. But here's the thing, though. A priest cannot set you free. A priest cannot save your soul. But you can. You have a pipeline to God today. God, I am sorry. Please forgive me for my sin. And God will say, if you truly mean it, my son, my daughter, welcome home. Welcome back home. You were lost, and now you are found. You are dead, and now you are alive. Welcome home. I love you. You are safe with me. But we don't see it that way. Now, that's why... That's a long way of saying it's your choice. You will you accept God or will you reject Him? Will you accept freedom and fighting for your beliefs and your freedom, or will you just let the government take over and turn you into a slave? Will you accept people with different skin color as brothers and sisters, or will you say you your skin's different? I hate you. What will you do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I turn to the Lord. I choose the Lord over my sin. I choose the Lord for my life. I don't want to get in the whole world and lose my soul. Lord, all I need is you. If you don't know how to be saved, and you really truly want to be saved, then join me in this prayer. Dear Lord, my Heavenly Father. Here we go. Dear Lord, my Heavenly Father. I admit I am a sinner and I need your help and I need you in my life. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he came into this world to die for my sins and he is the one true God in human flesh. He is the Messiah whom I need. Lord, I confess that I am a sinner and I have faith in you that you will set me free, that you will save me and I accept you as my God for all eternity and I beg of you to live in my heart and be the God of my life. Lord, I want to be your child. Lord, will you please be my father? I ask that you be our, I admit I am a sinner and I believe Jesus died. I confess I'm a sinner and I need you and I believe that you are God and that Jesus is your son. Please live in my soul. Please save me from the pits of hell. Amen. I said that with a pleading heart too. And I am saved because of it.
I was already saved before. But I feel more saved now than I have been. And you can too. <clears throat> if you said that prayer. Congratulations. You are now my brother and sister in Christ. And I welcome you into the family of God. And I cannot wait. Well, I can't wait because I still more people need to be saved. But when the time comes we meet in heaven. I am going to, I want to give you a hug and say welcome. Welcome. I'm happy that you heard the podcast today that day and I am so grateful that you turned to the Lord. I love you, my brothers and my sisters. That's what I will say in heaven. If you said that prayer tonight, welcome to God's family. I am so happy that you came and may God bless you in every walk of your life. And if this podcast got you thinking, well, I hope that you see the truth and that you eventually turn to God because it's your choice. So yes, I will be, I'm a Christian and I will stick with the Lord. I will stand tall for my freedoms and my rights and I will fight for my freedom as well. And lastly, I, for those people with different skin colors, I will embrace and love them as if they were my brother and sister because we are all related. I love them as much as I love my family. Every member of, every person in this world is part of my family. And I love my family. So if anyone who's black, white, every color of the rainbow and every color in general is listening to this video, I am glad to have you hear my voice, my brothers and my sisters, my family. I love you all. And if you're not listening, then I don't really need to say this, but I'll say it anyway. If you're not listening, I love you too. <clears throat> I'm not going to do my outro because this is way too important for me to do my outro. But thank you for watching this video. Take what I said to heart and good night. And remember that God loves you. Thank you for watching. Take what I said and heed my warnings of what is to come. And take a stand. Thank you. And goodbye.